0: You're listening to Quick and Dirty History, the show about American history on the go. 1862 started off with a bang. In the early months of that year, a series of Civil War battles occurred in quick succession, marking crucial developments in both the Western and Eastern fronts. While the South had at first shown they weren't going anywhere and were here to put up a fight, the North was about to showcase its might and an up-and-coming general in Ulysses S. Grant. Union forces, led by General George H. Thomas, sought to gain control of eastern Kentucky. They faced Confederate forces head-on, but the Union executed a brilliant flanking maneuver, securing a decisive victory on January 19th. The Union's victory at Mill Springs allowed them to consolidate control over strategic points along the Cumberland River. The blow to the South was an important one for boosting morale for northern forces and set the stage for further advances in the western theater. Meanwhile, in the West, General Ulysses S. Grant, who's going to become a pretty big deal, was orchestrating a strategic campaign to capture key Confederate strongholds. General Grant initiated a coordinated campaign to capture Confederate strongholds along the Tennessee and Cumberland Rivers and Fort Henry along the Tennessee River was the first target. Grant, along with Officer Andrew H. Foote's naval forces laid siege to the fort. Facing an overwhelming force, Confederate forces decided to escape with their lives and surrendered Fort Henry, opening up the Tennessee River for Union penetration into the Confederate territory. As Grant's successes unfolded in the West, an amphibious assault was underway in the East. The goal was to establish naval control and gain a foothold in North Carolina. Capturing Roanoke Island and controlling key waterways would apply pressure on Confederate positions in North Carolina. The success of the operation hinged upon the ability for ground forces and the U.S. Navy to coordinate. It was an early example of what they could accomplish from attacking multiple points. The Navy's involvement was multifaceted, encompassing the transportation of troops, naval bombardment, and the establishing of a naval blockade. As the ground battle ensued, naval artillery provided crucial support. Union gunboats, including the USS Delaware, the USS Stars and Stripes, and others, bombarded Confederate positions from the water. This naval bombardment not only weakened Confederate defenses, but also disrupted communication and coordination amongst Confederate forces. That's what America does. We come at you from all directions, baby. Continuing the Western Campaign, situated on the Cumberland River in Tennessee, Fort Donelson was a key Confederate stronghold, and its capture became a strategic imperative for the Union forces, led by Ulysses S. Grant. The Cumberland River was a vital transportation and logistics waterway. Grant, known for his aggressive tactics, decided to besiege the fort. Once again, assisted by Officer Andrew Foote and the Union Navy, they initiated a combined land and naval assault. The Union forces moved to surround Fort Donelson, cutting off potential escape routes and tightening the noose around Confederate defenders. The USS St. Louis and the USS Louisville subjected Fort Donelson to intense naval shelling, weakening its defenses and setting the stage for an impending ground invasion. The weather during the siege was harsh, with freezing temperatures and snowstorms affecting both sides. The Confederate defenders, low on supplies and facing increasing pressure, found themselves in a precarious situation. As the siege progressed, Confederate commanders recognized the dire circumstances. On February 16, 1862, faced with the prospect of a relentless Union assault, General Buckner sent a message to General Grant, proposing an armistice and requesting terms of surrender. General Grant's famous reply was that he demanded an unconditional surrender, the initials U.S. in Ulysses S. Grant later earned him the nickname Unconditional Surrender Grant, reflecting his uncompromising stance. The surrender of Fort Donelson was a whopper of a big deal. It opened up the Cumberland River for Union use, fractured the Confederate defensive lines, and elevated Grant to national prominence. Yeah, you've heard of that dude. He becomes the big dog general and president. And he liked whiskey, my kind of guy.